Hello and welcome to episode 35 of The Pen Addict. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined, as always, by your host and mine. He is The Pen Addict. He is the St. Nicholas of pen giving. The one, the only, Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hello, sir. How are you? What a topical drop in today, Mr. Hurley. That was very good. There were two ways I could have gone with that. One was offensive, so I decided (laughs) to go with St. Nicholas. Well, seeing how we uh, ended last episode and the the title uh, we came up with, um, uh, offensive is in our wheelhouse, so (laughs) you could have gone there and it would have been all right, I think. (laughs) (laughs) So how are you doing? Did you have a Merry Christmas? Did you get all the pens you asked for? I had a really, really great Christmas, and you know, it, it's funny about pens and Christmas time for me. I rarely ask for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just it's one of those personal things that you know I want to pick out the if if I'm getting a pen for a Christmas, it's usually something I've picked out and bought for myself or something like that. So I really didn't get much in the way of you know pens, paper, stationery. I got a couple of small things. My wife um, got me uh, picked me up a bottle of the. J. Herbin Grease Nuage, which is this really pretty gray fountain pen ink, um, which I haven't opened yet. And one other thing I got, and I don't even remember the brand of it. It's not a Levenger, but it's based off of the Levenger Pocket Briefcase, I believe it's called. Right. It's um, it's basically an index card holder. You know, I like my note cards. Mm-hmm. It's like a little leather four-corner pouch is not the way to describe it. It's kind of hard to explain, but basically it's got a pocket that holds about 10 note cards and you pull one of the note cards out and you can put it on the flat side, flat side of this little case. It looks like a wallet and just like the four corners stick in. So you have like a hard pad to write on your note card and you can slide it into a pocket or, you know, briefcase or something like that. Um, it's just a little neat way to transport. Hmm? People use them for index cards. Yeah. They're for index cards. Yeah. So that's really that's really all I've gotten, and you know, I think for for Christmas, I almost never ask for pens. I think the last pen I asked for uh, for Christmas um, was the County Com Embassy pen, which I got two or three years ago by this point. And uh, yeah, it's just not uh, not a big pen receiving time for me. How about you? Did you get anything? No, I mean, I had the same kind of thing. Like leading up to Christmas, a family member said, "Oh, why don't we get you a nice pen?" I was like, "Well." Pens are things that I buy myself um, sort of throughout the year. Um, so it's not really something that I that I think of when it comes to Christmas as a gift. Yeah. Um, but Christmas came slightly early for me this year. Oh, yeah? In the form of a package from Mr. Dowdy. Oh, yeah. Interesting. So Interesting. You, so you sent me a, a handful of things. Um, mm-hmm. One which blew me away was you sent me one of your... Um, the green field notes what are they called grass stain green grass stain green that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago and it mm-hmm. really surprised me because you were talking you know about how um how much that those ones meant to me uh, to you yeah and so that meant a lot to me it was um that was it was very nice that you did that so well good I'm, I'm, I'm glad you like it it's uh it's definitely my favorite and i you know i had a couple extra and i wanted to i wanted to someone else to uh, experience how cool these notebooks are because, you know, unfortunately not everyone got to at the time, you know, no one knew at the time what was going to happen with these things. Right. So, um, you know, I, that's not some, not, not one, um, a, a lot of people get to see or hold or use. So I wanted to, uh, get one in your hands is, uh, just cause you know, I appreciate everything you, you do for me. And, uh, you know, I thought that would be a neat thing for you to, to send to you. Very kind, but that's not where it ends though. 
It's not where it ends. I also got so explain these to me. So I've got a, a, a pack of three sort of yellow yellow um, books here, and they say capsule on the front of them. Yeah, so this that is one of the promotional ones that we talked about on the field notes episode, um, and you know that's not something I would know existed except for um, you know like Sandy McDonald, like we talked about. He's posted different ones that he's got from you know different vendors or different uh, organizations that have had special runs made, and um, I just decided to sh- this this capsule one looked really cool. They made a yellow one. Um, it's like a yellow. I don't know. It's a pretty bright yellow, and it's like a letter-pressed field notes cover, um, and you know a special band. And I think they made a blue one as well. I don't have any of the blue ones, but I basically uh, somehow found. I'd have to go back and look. I basically found one of their. I don't know if it's a PR person or some type of contact person. I emailed them. I said, "Hey, you know, I I, I enjoy. I use field notes." I try to collect a lot of versions. I said, do you have any of these I can buy? Do you have any of these, you know, you can send me and, you know, I can make a donation on your behalf. And they said, oh, no, we'd be happy to send you some. And uh, she sent me like three packs of them. So I, I, I shipped one off your way. I appreciate that. When, when did you say you did that? When did I get them? Yeah. Right before Thanksgiving or so. Okay. So, yeah, not too long ago. I haven't had those very long. I'm struggling to find a link to them. Anyway, don't, in the show notes. Um, you can link to my Flickr page where I took a picture of them, but I didn't really. Just, I don't even know if I described the described them on there. I did take a picture of them in Flickr um, with a couple of other field notes. Field that. notes um, items, but yep. yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you can uh, how easily they're hard to find online or not. Yeah, I've been googling for them and haven't had much luck, but. So, oh, there we go. Yeah, I remember you with this image. Now, this is after. Yeah, I keep meaning to. I keep meaning to go tag that image uh, a little bit better, or write a description on it. And it's just one of those things <laughs> in the long list of things that I do part of the way and never get back to finishing. And there was one other thing that you included in this package, mm-hmm. and this was something that my understanding was was asked to be forwarded over to me. Yes, is that correct. Well, I asked if I could. Yeah, I I was lucky enough to get um to get two of these particular pins, and uh, I asked if I could send one to you, and they said absolutely freaking lutely send one to Mike. <laughs> and this was this was the one I was worried about getting through customs. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. It's very mm-hmm. very interesting. So you could probably do a better job of explaining this than I. All right. Well, what I sent Mike was is called the Bolt. It's uh, from my friend Dan at Kara's Customs, who built the Render K that everyone hears me talk about all the time. It's that it's the orange pin that everyone likes to point out in my in my pictures. It's a uh, the Render K was a high tech C barrel uh, machined aluminum barrel they launched on Kickstarter. It was their first project. Um, and it did real well, and they made different versions of it. And then they moved on to the second project called the Bolt. And it's a bolt action pin, which is, if you think of it, I've never owned a bolt action pin before. I don't know if you have, Mike. No. Um, they're, not, they're not that common. Um, but it's essentially, it's a take on a, on a traditional knock or retractable pin. You basically, there's a, there's a knock on the end that you depress, and you kind of twist it over in this little bolt um, it's got a, it's got a, like a machined, uh, cutout to where this bolt slots in and holds the pin down. 
um, into the writing position, and then you push down and twist back the other way to uh, retract the uh, to retract the ink cartridge. Mm-hmm. And the particular one I sent you was a heavy duty one. It's made out of brass. Yeah, um, this is... I, I have the aluminum one. Okay, and I sent you the brass one. You did, and mm-hmm. this thing is incredible. Yeah, because I, I have the brass render K, so I didn't want another. I didn't need another brass one because they're really heavy. Um, so I sent you the I sent you the brass one from the bolt. So so what do you what do you think about that pen? I, it's probably not like anything you've ever used before because it certainly wasn't from it was for me. I mean, I'd never used anything like this at all. It's not like anything I've ever owned before. Mm-hmm. I've never had one solid thing feel so sturdy. Like it just feels like I could never break this. Like, there is no possible way I could ever break this pen. Right. Um, there's so a couple of interesting sort of points about it. One, it's, for me, it's far too heavy to be a daily use, um, in, in, my, in my opinion. Like, I, could, yes. I couldn't use this all day, every day. Um, yes. But it's, it's fun to use. Um, so, like, you know, if you, look, if you looked at this and thought, this is what I'd want to be for my daily pen, the aluminium would probably be better for you. Yes, I agreed. Um, but for for a piece to own as a collector, like like we are, mm-hmm. the brass would be the one that I would choose, right? Because it it look it does again doesn't look like anything I've ever owned either. Um, the the mechanism is the most fun <laughs> mechanism I've ever had in a pen. Like it's it's to me more impressive than the mechanism in the vanishing point because mm-hmm. it's so different. Like right. the, the, basically, you you push it push it down and twist it to 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 to, to get the pen to come out. What what's the right term for that? Is there a term? Because you retract you know, it when it's going back in. Yeah, I call it eject. Yeah, and I don't know if that's the right that's term. Good. And I have that's one of the thing one of the terms I've struggled with ever since I've written this blog. I don't know what the right term is when you press down the knock or in this case twist down the. The mechanism, and I call it ejecting the the nib or the tip. And sure whether somebody, that's the right term or not, I have no idea. I'm sure somebody will will be able to correct us if, it, if yes. we're wrong. And but the way that you retract it is you kind of like push and flick to the mm-hmm. side. It's a real interesting like way of doing it. You kind of just sort of f- like sp- to take your thumb and just flick the mechanism around again, and then it it flies back up. Uh, it's like a rifle, right? It's like a bolt action yep. rifle, I guess. Yep, so there's like some spring tension on the inside, so you you just just push it down and twist it back over, and it snaps back up. It's it's really well, really well done. And I guess that's you know that's where the the idea comes from. Now, because of basically there there is a downside with the brass with the weight um, and an (laughs) extra one in that it comes in two sizes. Now, this is something I've never experienced before with a pen (laughs) either, Um, and it has a long barrel and a short barrel. So that's so you can use different types of refill. And you sent me the Moleskin, um, the gel Moleskin refill, and mm-hmm. a Pilot G2 refill. Mm-hmm. Now, I naturally gravitated towards the G2 refill because you sent me it even in my preferred size, mm-hmm. which is a 0.7. Um, but the barrel is so long when you use that that the, the weight of the pen is far too, far too heavy on the end. Yep, because there's there's too much of the pen, um, too much of the pen is then over is 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 over my hand like as it goes back towards my wrist. Yes. So therefore, it's, it's far too heavily weighted. Um, but with the shorter barrel, 
the weight is is great like the proportion of weight is is perfect so mm-hmm. I would probably, I mean, you, you having the aluminium, you can say whether I'm right or wrong, but I would expect that it's still very comfortable to use the longer barrel um, with the aluminium. I, I played with it a lot, and I went back and forth a lot, and I preferred the shorter barrel. Right. Just because the shorter barrel was manufactured to just the right length. It, yeah. would, it's, it, it falls within the realm of a normal length pin, mm-hmm. right? whatever that measurement is it's around yeah, feel, what you would expect as a normal yeah. normal length pen so and to explain this for those who haven't looked at it yet and you know go click on the links and you can see the different parts and i think it was a it was an add-on at the time that they did the kickstarter project for it there was you know you bought the shorter barrel and then you could add on the longer it doesn't it doesn't come like the kit that i sent you right right it doesn't come with the full kit in one shot so you get the shorter barrel when you purchase it, and that fits Parker style refills. Any Parker style refill you can come up with. I sent Mike my, my the I had an extra moleskin um, gel pin. Everyone knows I like those moleskin um, those uh, rectangular body moleskin pins, and I had some extra refills I'd bought for those. That fits in in this pen perfectly. It it fits it really well. So, but any Parker style refill will fit in the shorter barrel. And what it does this this the bolt. It unscrews in the middle, so your whole bolt mechanism and clip, the whole upper barrel stays in one piece. The shorter barrel is just has the, the front end barrel and a spring. You unscrew that, take that off, and you pop in, and it'll, it's the longer barrel is designed for a G2-style refill, a pilot G2-style refill. So you just grab the longer barrel piece, which is, I didn't look at the measurements or didn't do it, but it's... It's on the realm of what maybe a half an inch longer, which is it, it's it's quite sizable mm-hmm. um, in in a pin, um, but it fits the longer G two ink cartridges, and you put that on there, and it's just a little bit too long. Yeah. Um, you start running into balance issues, even on the aluminum. It's not it's not weighted so that it's really way off balance. It's just that it's a heavy pin to begin with, and on the aluminum, it gets to be too heavy, and on the brass, it's probably even more so. I didn't, I didn't even use the brass one, but um, I, but I know the brass in, in itself is just a heavier, more more dense pen. Um, but it, it does give you that it does give you that flexibility to where you'd want to, if you want to use a uh, like the G two. I think some of the other one, some of the other refills that are similar to the G two. I think the Uniball Sino RT is around that same dimension. Like I, I didn't, I didn't try all these refills in the longer barrel, but there's a few other ones that fit in there besides the G2. But I, for day to day, I prefer the shorter barrel and I actually, uh, I actually use it quite frequently with the, um, I have a blue 0.5 millimeter moleskin gel refill in it. And I use it a lot and use it last night at work. It doesn't matter of fact, it's a, it's a good pen. Yeah. It's the same. It's extremely well-made. Um, and, and I think that's the main thing that comes across to me. I mean, my advice would be if, if you're thinking, oh, you know, I want, I have a refill that I love, which is one of the longer ones, I would suggest that you just find a shorter one that you like and then use that. Like, don't, yep. don't buy, the, I wouldn't suggest to buy this pen um, with, the, with the, the idea that you will want to use the longer one because it doesn't really, it doesn't really work that way, I don't think. Right, um, it definitely works better on the short one. The only, the only kicker is 
if you like to use micro tip pins, like sub five millimeter, like 0.4s, 0.3s, 0.38s, I don't know of a Parker style refill that's going to fit. So I'm using a 0.5, which works great for me. But just uh, keep that in mind. It's not like you can fit a high tech C, you know, something super fine in there. But the the refill, but the Moleskin refill is an excellent. It's an excellent yeah, refill. I've been I, I happy have with the it. Moleskin pen, and I like it. I just don't like the shape of the Moleskin pen. Um, mm-hmm. I find it really uncomfortable to hold and use. Um, so I'm very happy to actually have a body that it fits in a lot, a lot better. Oh, cool. But yeah, I'm I'm really really thankful that these guys were, you know were happy for you to send this over because it's uh, it's it's quite a piece. To, to yes, own. they do. They do really good work in the samples that I've seen and have and and use. Um, I, I've been real happy with the construction. You know, on the on the bolt, I've been trying to, um, you know, with a retractable pin. The key to the, like a retractable pin is you want it to be able to have like a like a one hand use, right? You want to be able to take the pin out and use it one handed to for quick note taking. So I've been practicing trying to get the the bolt down with one hand and twist and thing. It's a little bit awkward. It still still takes me two hands to kind of to get it down and I can pop it back out with one. So I can do it with the thumb. It's just it. something I keep playing with. It's fun to play with. Yeah. Because it's I know I, I mess with it all the time. I mean because of the like the pens that I like to have, I like people to ask about them. Right. You know? Um, I, I kind of some some of my pens are definitely show off pieces. You know, I, I use not only do I use the Retro Fifty Ones a lot at work. I use the Metalsmith series ones, which are very striking. So like the brass and, and the nickel ones, and they've got the interesting um, body shapes and, and things like that, and the detailing on them. And the Vanishing Point also people ask about that, and um, so this is this is one that falls into that. Like people want to know what why not only because one this pen looks like a bullet like in brass <laughs> it looks like a bullet yeah um, that's why i was worried about getting it to you <laughs> yeah <laughs> just an extremely long bullet and then it's also got the bolt action which is uh you know it, it's yeah it's, it's, it's cool I, I really like it and just for even like the the clip is it's got these two huge screws in it and it's this really thick metal um, and it, I just think it's great. It's it's stunning, and and I just feel like this is something that, as it gets older and gets dinged and stuff like that, would look even better. And and it's just something that I know that if if I keep if as long as I don't lose it, you know, basically the only reason this pen wouldn't stay around forever is if I don't lose it. Right. You know, that's it's only it's only it will be around forever if I know where it is because I just can't imagine anything being able to to damage it to the point where it couldn't be used anymore. Yep. Yep. It's a it's a it's a very cool pen. I've been happy with it, so I was uh, glad to get the opportunity to send it to you. So thank you, Dan from Karis Customs. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. So um, I have I have something else, but um, that I said that I would follow up on. Mm-hmm. But before I do that, I want to I just want to talk about Squarespace quickly. Um, okay, and then sure. We'll get onto that. Um, and for anybody that listened last week, the uh, the Parker Fifth refill came, so that's what we're gonna, oh, gonna yeah. give my impressions on that. So we'll yeah, see. I, I definitely want to hear about this. We'll see if if you were right or if if I were if I was right in being hopeful. So we will see about that very shortly. But before we do, before we talk about that, let, let's thank our uh, sponsors for this week, and of course that is the they are the fine folks over at Squarespace.com. 
Um, Squarespace gives you everything you need to make an amazing website. So I've been using Squarespace for, for many, many years now, and we've been talking about them for many, many months. So by now, you know how fantastic they are at giving you exactly what you need to create your home online. They give you all of the tools. Um, it's like Squarespace is like the workman's tool belt for people that want to create websites because you've got everything you need all in one place. That's what's so fantastic about it. You have um, hosting is built in, so you don't need to worry about web hosting elsewhere. You don't need to worry about buying themes or getting a designer because they have beautiful, responsive web design templates built right in. You don't have to worry about learning code to create the site that you want because they have a drag-and-drop interface called Layout Engine where you drag-and-drop blocks of content like photos, videos, text, and and loads more like image galleries and things like that. You can just drag-and-drop all of those in, drag-and-drop and and move them around. You don't need to buy fonts because they have the Google Font Library built right in so you can choose those. You can then also, um, with their Layout Engine page builder, you have the ability to choose um, custom colors and things like that for your site as well so you're able to make it look exactly how you want what else do they have they have domains integrated if you buy one of their annual plans they have social media integration built right in so not only can you display your tweets you can display instagram photos flickr photos right on your page you can also have it automatically tweet or post to facebook or whatever for you whenever you write a new post on your site It really is just a fantastic system. Um, And if you need to create a new website, they are the place for you. They have stats built in. They have a great blog importer, iOS, Android apps, loads more, 24-7 customer support. I could just keep going on. But the best thing for you to do, rather than listen to me talk about it, is to go right now to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels and you can start a free trial there. No credit card needed. You just give them your name, you give them a username, password, email address, that's it. And you, you've got an unlimited free trial there. Um, so you could, when I say unlimited, you get access to all of the site's features. Um, it, it's two weeks from when you say enable this theme or whatever. So you can play around, build a site however you want, enable the theme and you get two weeks where you can try it out. Squarespace um, starts at $10 a month after the free trial um, for their standard plan and $20 a month for their unlimited plan. But if you sign up for a year up front, not only do you get a free custom domain name, like I mentioned earlier, you get 20% off that price. And if you sign up for two years, you'll get 25% off. But I can give you an additional 10% off either that or whatever your first purchase at Squarespace will be, if you enter the coupon code or the offer code 70 decibels 12 at the checkout screen. So you'll see there's a little link that says enter a code um, below the pricing information. You just enter that in 70 decibels 12. So go check out Squarespace, everything you need to make an amazing website. Thanks to Squarespace for supporting us. And if you want to support the show and Squarespace, of course, go check out what they do at 70 decibels. Uh, sorry, at squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. That's the place to go. So um, it arrived a few days ago. Parker Fifth yeah, Ingenuity. Was you going to say something? Just the, just the refill, yes. Yes, just the refill. Right. Yeah, I just want to be clear. Yeah. Well, I will. You will find out if I have bought one. I will let you. Oh, know okay. <laughs> See what you guys. What you guys don't know that listen is Mike and I. We we don't really talk about pins during the week, so there are some 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 surprises during the show sometimes that you know we don't necessarily know what the other ones got in their hand or talking about or or things like that. So yeah, we we talk yeah, a lot. So. Like we do talk, but we don't. We try not to spoil the show. Like we might talk about some things. But I definitely, I mean, I, to- I, I, I believe I told you that this had arrived. Mm, yes. But I was, I will purposefully not tell you about my impressions. 
Okay, exactly, so. exactly right. All I have is the refill. I mean, but the refill's sized well enough that it is like a pen, right? It's it's thin, but it's long enough. I can hold it like a pen. Um, it comes with a cap as well, so you know I'm I'm using it, um, and I am disappointed. Oh wow! I didn't see that coming. It's, it's simply because, right? So it's a perfectly fine, if not really nice, um, felt tip pen, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, um, I, you know, I like those. We both like these types of pens. Oh, um, I'm a huge, huge fan of this style of tip. But so you know, it's but it's all it is really, Brad, is kind of like a step up from the Sharpie pen. Right. I mean, the Sharpie pen is kind of probably the best in this field. My, I don't use them because I mean, I've used them in the past, and I feel that they don't last for very long before the ink mm-hmm. dries out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've not been able. To, I haven't wanted to do that sort of test yet. Um. But the problem for me is, if this was 30 bucks, maybe even 40 I would probably do it, right? If they looked like they did. And then, because I've got a nice-looking, like, pen body and, and a, a, a refill that I know I'm going to enjoy. You know, like, for example, the, the Retro 51, right? I've paid $20, $30 for those. Um, when, you know, because I like the refill and I like the way that the pens look. But for $150... You couldn't make me spend that money for this. Like, you really couldn't. Like, it just... There's nothing to it that is special. You know, like, I feel like I can't write in my normal way. Like, if I write on the side, it, the, the line is inconsistent. Oh, really? Um, mm. and, and, and it's scratchy. And I kind of, to get the best out of it, I have to write with the pen flat on. You know, and then maybe, you know, as they say, like, it's like a fountain pen because it wears down to you. Yeah, maybe that's the case, but as you mentioned last week, we'd have to do that every time you refill it. Right. Every time you get a refill, you'd have to start all over again, and that doesn't seem like $150 worth of pen, you know, where every time right. you're having to start over. Because if you spent $150 on something, like a pen, you expect it... A pen that you spend $150 on, typically you expect to get better with you over time. Now, rollables and stuff, they won't change anyway. So right. you, you, don't, you naturally don't expect that. But a pen like this, it would wear down. The tip would wear down, um, maybe around the edges or whatever, um, or maybe on a certain edge if you hold the pen in the same way, which you might do depending on the way that the pen's made. Right. Every- I mean, that's, the na- that's the nature of that tip, right? Anyone who's ever used a Sharpie pen or a Sakura Pick or Micron, I mean, these are not long-lasting durable pens yeah. i mean these are pen tips that break down and that's just the nature of them i mean you love them you know while you're using them if the, if it's a well-built tip and then uh it's disposable you chuck it in the trash and you get a fresh one and it's a new new writing experience like one of the things that you love about it is that it does break down so by the time that the pen is finished you've got something that writes just like you want it to right or like a mm-hmm. good fountain pen but you have and so you throw it away and you pick up a new one like oh i have to start again but it cost me five dollars to do that I thought it cost about ten. No, I mean like so it's cost you five dollars to do that with a regular pen. You know, even a, oh, good yeah, one, yeah, even right, a right, really yes. good one, like a Secura Pigma uh, like Pigma Micron or something. It's right. cost you five bucks to, to start that process again. So you're like, it's frustrating, but it's five bucks. Give it a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two, and I'm back to where I was. But with this thing, right, even though you're spending five, eight, ten dollars to to refill it, you've also spent hundred and fifty dollars on a body for it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of ruins it. 
That makes the whole thing stupid. Like, if this was one of the Parker lines that was $20 for a body, $20, $30 for a good-looking Parker body, mm-hmm. and then a refill, I don't think it would... It would. I think that I would have said, Brad, I've bought one. Because it. this thing writes really nicely. The refill is fantastic. There is nothing wrong with it. But the fact that it hasn't blown me away is the problem. Right. You know, it, it, it's, it's perfectly... You know, it's... It, perfectly fine it's got a, it's when it's when you've got it at the right angle it's got a nice consistent line good ink flow um it, there's no splatter to the line or anything like that but again that's nothing that a pygma micron won't give me exactly like it, it because i think that you know if you're if you're going outside of the standard you know i kind of said the sharpie is the best when i meant best i just meant like it's the most prolifically widely used and accepted but I think we would both say the Pigma Micron is better. The um, Sign Pen, uh, who makes that? Let me get one. Uni. Yes, yeah, the Uni. Or, or, I mean, there's a couple of different Sign Pens. Pintel and Uni both make a Sign Pen. Yeah, but the the Uni is the one that we both have. Um, mm-hmm. And I really like that, but that suffers the same fate. I had a blue one. It, dried out, it just ran out really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe the Parker, again, maybe the Parker will last longer. Maybe they've done something to make it last longer. That wouldn't surprise me at all because it's quite a large refill. Like, the refill is pretty large. Um, the refill on this is as big as um, the main body of the Retro 51. So if you take off the screw top, mm-hmm. like, so if you just remove the screw section, it's as large as the rest of the pen. Wow. So that's a big refill. Yeah. And I'm sure that's because they want to get a ton of ink into this thing to keep it running, which is great that they've done that because they don't have to do that. They can make it standard and it could run out, you know what I mean, every six weeks or whatever. Like, well, that's, that's how this pen is. So they've, they've, in my opinion, they've taken some steps to make, the, make it run longer. But again, that's still not enough. I, was, I needed to be blown away. Like I don't, I don't have parameters for that. Because otherwise right. I would make that pen. But I needed this to just be just outstanding, like just incredible. Like how I felt when I first picked up the Retro 51. When I first mm-hmm. picked up the Retro 51 and put the pen to the page, I was blown away. Because right. it, it was yeah. totally unexpected. But I got yeah. with this exactly what I would have expected from this type of pen. And with the Retro 51, I got nothing like I've ever experienced with a rollable before. You know, and and that's yeah. that's kind of where and it was like the first time I ever used a Lamy Safari, right? That blew me away. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because it's a it's a fountain pen and it's cheapish, but it's it's as practically as good as anything up into like the three digit range. You know, you, you take the something like the Lamy Safari, and you you can go all the way up to one hundred and fifty dollars probably, and you'd be hard pressed to find a better pen than that. True. Yes. There are very, very few exceptions to that in the fountain pen realm. Because something like that is just like the cornerstone of that type of pen. Mm-hmm. But th- this has not, it's not managed to do that in any way, and it's a real shame. And I'm so pleased that I did this rather than... Because if I would have... Basically, if I would have spent $150 on this, I would have used it, but I would have been disappointed. I would have felt like I had a bad deal. It, so- it sounds like a real missed opportunity by Parker, to, yeah. to be honest. I mean, I don't know what their expectations were manufacturing a pin like this and starting it out at that at that price range and i guess there is one lower priced model that you can get one lower price barrel but it sounds like it it needs to be more in that 30 dollar range barrel and then they're probably selling you know i don't know would they sell five to one of what they're selling right now and make the same 
you make the same amount of money, right? Yeah, they sh- it should have been the other way around. Mm-hmm. So you have the really expensive one for the crazy person, like the limited edition. But mm-hmm. it should be in their mid-range line of, of, right. of barrels. And right, because I think it sounds charge. like, I mean, it, it's it's a limited market to yeah. spend that type of money for yep. this type of pen. I mean, if it was a fountain, if it was a fountain pen nib on this same pen barrel, I don't think any of us would really blink. You'd just say, oh, that's that's what it is. But when you put this type of tip on that priced barrel, a lot of people are going to question it. Yep. And I think that's what's happened. Yeah, and it's, it's, as I say, it's, it's such a shame, I think, because you could even charge that amount of money for the refill. You, you know, I mean, it wouldn't be great, but you could do it. Oh yeah, you you keep it the same price. I mean, it wouldn't be cheap to refill, but you know, like you said, maybe it maybe it lasts a long time. Maybe the that cost would be worth it. But you know, you know, I'm you know, neither one of us are certainly going to drop that money just to to test it out. So yeah, I'm glad you just bought the um bought the refill to for starters and and just kind of go from there. It was a good idea by you. Oh, I'm glad it I'm, I'm glad it worked out. I mean, it's you know you. You hate to be disappointed when you're when you're spending that kind of money, and that's what I, I you know, I've, I've we've talked about it before, and I call it the Mont Blanc problem. And, and you know, people always ask me, you know, tell me, a, give me a pen to buy, and you know, for a hundred dollars, I'm like, you're totally missing the point here. You know, it, it doesn't work that way, right? It's you need to f- decide why you're buying the pen mm-hmm. and what it's going to be used for, and then determine what type of refill is going to be best for that and then figure out what kind of, you know, if, and if the answer to your question happens to be a pen that's $15 and that's the best option, that's what you get. You know, you don't just go say, I want to spend this amount of money on this pen and expect to have the perfect writing experience. I'm more concerned about the writing experience than how much I've spent on the pen. You only really buy something like a Mont Blanc if your reason for buying the pen is to commemorate something. Exactly, because and I, good, I agree with that. They're good commemoration pens. They're not necessarily the best writing instruments, because right. there could be a because there, as you said, there are many varying factors. Like I probably would say, you, I would not expect you to be able to give me any Mont Blanc uh, rollable, and I would prefer it to the Schmidt refill in the Retro Fifty One. Right, I've, I would expect that to be because I I've working in the type of world that I work. I see lots of Mont Blanc pens mm-hmm. and I see the lines that they put down and I know that I'm not going to like them. Right. Because they, to me, just look like a Parker rollable or a insert rollable name here, right? It's just anything. Right. It, but the, the the line that the... I mean, it's, a, it's more of a liquid than... You know, it's, it's more, more like a liquid ink that comes out of the Schmidt, so... Mm-hmm. It's more. It's you know. It's, it sort of it bridges a gap there. It's, it's just an interesting refill, and that's and it's because of that refill is why I love the pen so much. Because as I said, like when I've um, when I've used um, I've used a couple of Retro Fifty One products that have not come with that refill built in, and I have found them to be fun, but not they've not been mainstays. There's only been one where I've not been able. There's actually been two that I've not been able to change the refill in for varying reasons, and I've not used them for extended periods of time. Mm. So. Yep, yep. No, I agree. I agree completely. So good. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you got that uh, taken care of, if you will. Indeed. 
So yeah. um, you had scratched scratched off the list, as they say. <laughs> if you got um, you've got some something you want to talk about today as well, right? Yeah, just one other uh, really small topic, actually. Um, the one of my favorite pens that I've used in the past couple of years, and I guess it came out in Japan a couple of years ago, um, was is the Pilot Acroball, and you know a lot a lot of people have heard me talk about it over the years and reviewed different models of it and what it is for those who aren't familiar with it it's basically a hybrid ballpoint ink pen um similar to the Uniball Jetstream Uniball was way ahead of the game when they invented the Jetstream hybrid ballpoint ink it, it's smoother it was waterproof it didn't smear all kinds of good properties that normal ballpoint pens didn't have then every other major manufacturer didn't have anything like this. Pilot didn't have anything. Pentel, Zebra, you name it. No one, no one could compete with the Jetstream. Then all of a sudden, about two years ago, everyone decided to compete with the Jetstream. I mean, Pilot came out with the Acrobal. Pentel came out with the Vicuna. Zebra came out with the Sorari. And all, all these came out in Japan, by the way. This wasn't a U.S. thing. We're not, we're, we're not as fortunate as our uh, Japanese friends to get all the, the front-end uh, new pen technology, but the Acrobat came out. I had a, a reader um, pick me one up in Japan, and she was nice enough to uh, to send it to me when she got back. And I w- it knocked my socks off for a ballpoint ink. I, it was better than the Jetstream. It's a really good writing pen, 0.7 millimeters, fine line, super smooth, clean, everything. Loved it. So then that that line kind of exploded, and jet pens started carrying and carrying them, and um, you know, doing a little bit of research, Pilot actually manufactured a pen in the U.S. that used this type of ink. It was called the Pilot Easy Touch Pro. And so I went to the – you could just find those at like Staples or something. So I went to the store, purchased one. It only came in 1.0 millimeters, but it was nice. It was good ink and everything. The problem with Pilot at that time is I don't think they marketed as a Jetstream competitor. Such a bad name as well. Easy well, what touch they, pro. It doesn't even make sense. Well, I have a huge complaint about this. Okay. Right? I mean, I have, a, I have a rant on this. So they have a Pilot Easy Touch. It's a base ballpoint. It's the kind you would find in dozens, you know, in the office supply cabinet, cabinet just a completely nondescript disposable ballpoint pen that doesn't write very well at all. You know, it's just, it's the lowest of the low end. It's called the Pilot Easy Touch. Well, then they come out with a Pilot Easy Touch Pro. And they change the barrel design, but they don't really differentiate. They they made a pin, two pins, with the same Easy Touch name, and put two absolutely different inks in the pin that perform differently, and everything. And I've never seen a manufacturer do that. You know, if you have the Uniball Sino, you can buy the Uniball Sino Premier. It's a nicer barrel, but it's the same ink, same refill, same everything. You know, you buy you know, a Pilot G2 Limited or whatever. It's the exact same refill, exact same everything. You buy a Pilot Easy Touch and you Pilot Pilot Easy Touch Pro, they're completely different. But if you've ever used the Easy Touch, you would just think you're getting a little bit nicer barrel in the Pro when you're actually getting a hugely improved ink. So they did a bad they did a bad job differentiating those and marketing that the ink was better and different in the Easy Touch Pro. Plus the pen was kind of ugly. Um, the Easy Touch is ugly to begin with. Um, the Easy Touch Pro was <laughs> a little bit of a step up, but again, they didn't differentiate them. So, 
when I did the um my field notes expedition edition review and was talking about what pens work good, I was saying how good the hybrid inks like the Jetstream worked. And well, Pilot on Twitter <laughs> tweeted me. They said, "Hey, the downforce, the Pilot downforce, which is their pressurized refill ballpoint, and the Acroball work should work really well in there too." And I was like, "You know what? They're, you're right. Those." Those pens are perfect for the expedition. So I got to talking with Pilot, and I asked him, I said, when's the Acroball coming to the U.S.? Because, I mean, I know you have the Easy Touch Pro, but it's not the same. It's just it's just not done as nicely as the Acroballs I can get from Japan. And they're actually coming out in March of this year, and they sent me some in the mail. Um, so I got a handful of them, and I'm happy to say they are essentially the exact Japanese version that – that we that I've been using and anyone who else who has bought the Acroball over the years has been using it's the same barrel design. It's different barrel colors to differentiate them. Um, it's more of a white based barrel with you know different colored accents, you know blue and green and pink, but it's all black ink, but just different highlights in the barrel. Um, but the barrel design and most importantly the barrel grip, was, which is one of the best grips I've ever used in any disposable type pen, is. Um, it's identical to the Japanese version. So I think once these uh, launch in March in the U.S., I think they will do pretty well because I'm a huge fan of the Acroball, and I'm glad to see Pilot bringing these over. I hate that it's, you know, it's probably been two years, if not more, that you know there's been a Japanese version. All of us pen fans who, you know, read Pen Addict and shop at Jet Pens, we've been using this pen for years, and... I don't know. I won't profess to know how the the businesses work between Pilot and Japan, and when how does it have to be a certain amount of success, reach a certain amount of success in Japan before they'll even consider it bringing to the US. I don't US. I don't know why these markets are so different to where that we in the US doesn't get a, the same pin for two or three years later than Japan. But you know, maybe I can get Pilot on here one day to explain yeah. that to me. And I, I'm I'm pretty sure I would be disappointed with the answer, so I probably shouldn't even try. <laughs> Mr. Dowdy, it's some have you ever heard the term test market? Well, yeah. Let me tell you all about our Japanese test markets. <laughs> yeah, well but I mean I yeah, I know the the mentality is different in the in the way stationery is used in, in Japan and here. So I understand why things work there that don't necessarily work here, but I want that mentality changed here. You know, it's we're, we're stuck in the office supply cabinet mentality here. You know, they manufacturers here want to bulk sell cheap pens to office offices. You know, Mm -hmm. they don't want to innovate and do something new and neat because the offices won't buy a pen that costs, you know, 50% more than the, they're not going to buy a box of 12 that costs 50% more than the box of 12 they've been buying, you know, so that's my that's my mini rant. But anyway, I just wanted to share that news that you know Pilot did did tweet me that the the real the legitimate Acroball is coming to the U.S. here in March, and I've got some samples, and I think they've they've probably sent some to some other bloggers, so you'll probably see some reviews coming soon on this on this new Acroball. I don't know that I'll do a, just a a pure review on it, but I'll I'll take some pictures and post them because it's it's a good looking pen, and they 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 did an ex- excellent job and credit to Pilot for uh, finally getting the Acroball and hopefully then kick the Easy Touch Pro to the curb because that's kind of a, a worthless uh, worthless entry in in my mind. But um, did the pen companies do a lot of blogger outreach? They've started to. You'll you'll notice like you'll see 
kind of a batch of reviews from a lot of the around the the pin blogosphere on the same product and you'll know that you know there's been some outreach there you know hey we've got this new product coming or you know do y'all want to do some reviews so you know i've done several things that you know you'll see three or four or five other pin bloggers review all in the same you know kind of few week period everyone getting kind of giving their opinion on their new product i mean it's not huge i don't it's not like i get emails every day or every week even um sometimes not even every month but you know there there is some there is a lot of outreach um there's a lot that um i i do some of it i don't do all of it um i don't know it's just i i don't have as much time as i used to and and you know i just try to you know, pick out some of the products that I like that I think some of the readers are like, and, you know, I'll, I'll accept some, you know, some, some products from some of these vendors. And, you know, sometimes I'll review them. Sometimes I'll run, I, I tell them up front that, you know, if you're sending this to me to one, get a guaranteed review and two have that review be positive, you're, you're talking to the wrong person. Um, you can, you're more than welcome to send me anything you want, but you know, I'm either, a going to review it if I see fit and two, if it sucks, I'm going to say it sucks. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so here's my address. Feel free to send it. Those are my terms. So anyway, I'm, I'm getting off subject here, but yeah, you're, you're starting to see some, a little bit more outreach than before. It's not, um, it's not a huge push thing because see, you're going to get me on another rant now. <laughs> it's not a huge thing because pin manufacturers in the U S aren't that innovative. I mean, there's, there's, what are you, what is Uniball going to send me? Yeah, good point. Good point. You know, I mean, and they're probably my favorite U.S. manufacturer. I love all their pens, but I mean, what are they going to send me? They're not coming up with anything new that's interesting. Which is a shame. Yeah. I mean, they did the, uh, I think it was the BLX models that they did in the Uniball Vision Elite where they, they mixed, the color inks, like they did a green and black and a purple and black, you know, they, they did like a darker inks. Um, I mean, that was, that was cool. I, I enjoyed that. I haven't reviewed those pens yet, but those are nice. But I mean, you know, I don't know what these manufacturers are going to send me just cause they're not coming out with that much interesting stuff. Yeah. I mean, new colors isn't, yeah. Right. I mean, zebra, zebra has brought, zebra came out with the Surari is one of the hybrid inks, you know, in the, in the same category as the Jetstream and Acrobol, right? And it was a really good. They marketed in in Japan really well, and has a really nice name. While well, I was in Staples a couple months ago, and it's now in the U.S., but they marketed it as the Zebra Zemulsion Ballpoint. I mean, it's just it's just tragic to to see that the U.S. has to be marketed to that way. It's just such a horrible name. And it's ridiculous and no one knows what you're talking about or how this pen differentiates, you know, call it, you know, the zebra sorare and then explain why this is a good pen. Then it, it just looks and sounds ridiculous. What does emulsion emulsion even mean? It's the emulsion, the emulsion ink properties of the, of the pen, so which like, is, like emulsion it's the pen. same, it's in the same category as the jet stream and the acrobol. It's, you know, that hybrid ballpoint ink and it's, it's, you know, it, it stinks because it's a nice pen. I mean, it's it's a good pen, but man, I I don't know. Look what you did, Mike. I oh, know. I'm sorry. You've got me all wound up now. Now I want another hour Wait. on the, of the podcast to just go off because I yeah. You'll get that next week. 
no one's no one's going to send me anything anymore because I just I I don't complain. I just I don't understand. And you know what? They apparently know better than me. I'm just a guy with a blog and a microphone, but it's really frustrating sometimes. It just I just shake my head. It's, I just don't get it. I, I really don't sometimes. Well, let's let's put a lid on it for today, so you can go All calm right. down. All right, I need a drink. Okay, you do that. So you can find dad, uh, Brad, Dad. You can find Dad, Dad, <laughs> dad, dad Brody. I could be your dad. We're not that far off. You know? <laughs> so you can find my father. You can find him at uh, penaddict.com. You can find him. He is dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M on Twitter. Dowdy on app.net. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E on all of those places too. Um, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of The Pen Addict. I'm Brad. I'm Brad and he's Mike. <laughs> oh, it's all gone. The wheels have fallen off. And I'm Mike. <laughs> Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye.